Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we will be reviewing the action from the fifth and final T20 between India and England. Boys... We lost. We lost. Um, I went for 4-1 England. I'm going to be eating humble pie today. <laughs> um, I'm Jack Hope. And to go over everything, I'm joined as ever by Ross Legg. How are you doing, Ross? Uh, I'm in a bittersweet mood because um, everything we said India had to do to win, they did. And they did beat England. So um, it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. And uh, we've got an actual cricketer on the show or ex-cricketer. Um <laughs> Chris Nash, how are you doing? I'm good. I've got better hair than Ross, which is always good. It's a shocking haircut. I've been on, what, the last time I was on in November, um, I don't think he's had it cut since then. So um, he's looking a bit of a mess. But no, I'm feeling good, mate. I'm a bit disappointed. I've just looked on my Twitter. I think I've got about 1,500 tweets from any Indian Premier League supporter. Um, but yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to wrapping up the game. Um. Ross, before we do that, can you quickly give our listeners some messages? Yep, they should like and subscribe on the YouTube channel um, that we've got. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Cricket Pod, and uh, you can also find Chris Nash on there, who um, likes to shout into the ether. So um, we'll be at uh... Chris Nash twenty three. There we go. <laughs> just, just, you know, I know you're pretty crap with stats, aren't you? Normally, like I know you like to. <laughs> so yeah, it's at Chris Nash twenty three and. Um, Please, don't, no one will give me any shit. I've got enough today already. Yeah, the reason is Why? Um, the, the 23 in his name is actually his batting average across his first-class <laughs> career. So um, there we go. <laughs> I don't know. If you, if you don't want any shit, why would you lead with your Twitter handle? Because that's if you, if you say it 30 or 40 minutes in, nobody's listening. You, this is the first piece of information people have got about you is, is where they can go to give you shit. 
to be honest, having listened to a few of your podcasts, I wouldn't say 30 or 40 minutes in, I'd probably say a couple of minutes in. <laughs> People stop listening. I think they, it's one of those things, it's like, I, I put your podcasts in to go to bed. Because they, they are. Here you are, and yet here you are. No, I'm Ross. here, no, I, it's only because of the, the extraordinary fee you're paying me. <laughs> Ross, um, let's get back to the cricket, because I think that's probably what people are here for. We can't prevaricate any longer. Tell us about the game, what happened? Yep, so uh, Morgan called correctly again and England decided to chase, thinking that was the best chance they had of securing the series win. Um, Kohli and Rohit opened up for the first time and who could have thought that those two batting together could be a dangerous combination? India started off going at 10 and over throughout the power play, uh, mainly thanks to the excellence of Rohit. Um, but even after he was out, India continued to smash it all around the park and the likes of Sky and Pandya supported Virat Kohli in setting a mountainous 225. Um, Roy fell immediately for England, but Butler and Milan kept England up with the rate until Boovy and Thakur wrestled back control and pumped up that run rate and took some key wickets. Um, England needed 83 off the final five with Stokes and Morgan, um, but India were in a ruthless mood and had wrapped up the game what, by the 16th over, it was all, it was no point watching the last four or five overs. India yeah. were, India were brilliant um, after the, what, the ninth over in uh, England's innings. And it was a huge statement um, when they conceding not um, Bumrah and Jadeja weren't even playing. So it's a mega series win for India. It is. Uh, let's start with the, the, the Indian batting because that's chronologically what happened first. Um, we only got to see four Indian batters. Chris, who impressed you most of the four? Obviously, the three guys who had a ridiculous strike rates. I think, I think if you go back to it, if you if you look at the earlier games, obviously they got a pitch that suited them. I think good pitches in India do. You know, Indian players are used to playing on small grounds, great pitches. They don't really bounce. And I just think the role clarity that came from having Kohli up top was was what defined their whole thing. You know, obviously he only got eighty odd off. 50? I don't know the exact stats. Something like that, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did make notes, but I didn't, I'm, not, I'm not a stato. But his strike rate, actually, in the scheme of things, was, was not great. But when you define people's roles so clearly, I think that's what creates those kind of performances. So the way Virat started, I, I don't think we bowled particularly well up top. Um, if you look at the shots that um, Rohit played early, they weren't brilliant deliveries. They were over-pitched or short. So... I think what, what we did early on a good pitch was we didn't hit our lengths right. Once Rohit got going, that meant his role went very much that way, as in he was trying to strike at 200 plus. And then what it allowed Kohli to do was get himself in. And we all know when Kohli gets in, they win a lot of games because he has the ability to bat the innings. Um, for him to be 80 not out at the end of the game, for them to get 220, I think shows how well the other guys played. I don't, I, you know, I thought Kohli played nicely, but. Geez, it was a good pitch in a short so, so Chris Nash says, anyone but Coley uh, when it comes to the most impressive batter. That's a good start. That's a good start. This is quite on brand um, for, the, for this podcast recently as well. People think we hate Coley. We don't. Uh, we, just, we just sometimes think he could do, do more. Ross, um, look, if, if you're a Mumbai Indians fan, which you're not, but you do seem to talk about them a lot, You've got to love the influence they're having on this India side at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, I just think from from the moment they kind of set off, even in the last couple of games, that like Rohit Sharma has been 
pretty great when he's come back in. Um, Sky just looks unbelievable. Like coming in, just the way he plays, no fear. That's just, uh, that takes balls to do that. And especially against the likes of Archer and Wood who are coming in bowling near off 90 miles an hour. Um, and I think just when you look at how they are set up, you can see that the, the, the winning attitude comes through. Um, no more so that when Cody goes off the field, Rohit Sharma takes over. They seem to do just that little bit better. Yeah, you guys uh, really do hate Cody, don't you? <laughs> like you, you can't. Like, you, like, like literally, you just said, "Oh, we people think we hate Cody," and then there's the dig. There's the dig. He walks off the field. And oh, then I, um, I, I should yeah, probably, look, I should probably address this. Should I? Because I, I seem to be. I think the you one should. Yeah, no, I agree. I, agree. I, I seem to be the one. So I was the one on the on Twitter live tweeting throughout the day. So if anyone's watching and hating on that, that was all me. Um, and there was there was just a bit around. We want to be able to see some of the best T20 cricket be played. And India have so much potential in that batting lineup and in their whole squad to play even better. They don't have, they are, they are limited by Cody's captaincy is what I'm trying to get across. And if you look, if you look at the IPL record of Rohit Sharma, he is a, he is, he is a champion. There is no way around that. He is a multi-time IPL champion. Whereas Kohli, how many medals he's got to put around his neck? Not too many, is he? Probably two less than me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair enough point. <laughs> I think that's a fair enough point, um, Ross. To be honest, and I, I I think I think you can't get around the fact that at the beginning of this series, India were playing a different brand of cricket to the one they are now, and I think that the change maybe wasn't where Cody necessarily thought or wanted this team to go. I think that change has been forced somewhat by the way England played and from the performances of Ishan Kishan and Sky when he came in the team and and some of the seasoned performers as well, like Rohit and um, Pandya today. Uh, we probably shouldn't move... We, should, we probably shouldn't move on from this first innings without talking about England's bowling. Because uh, 225, yeah... You know, like the, the pitch was good. And I think you could see from a, a way, the way a couple of the Indian batters played on it that the pitch was really good. So take Pandya, for instance. He struggled in this series on some of the wickets and England have had a really good plan to him. They've got the ball in at his ribs. He hasn't been able to get it. Well, he hasn't been able to hit any boundaries, basically. But today on that wicket, he was able to just hit through the ball and he could. Um, he was hitting boundaries on one leg. It didn't necessarily look beautiful, but he was very effective. What could England really have done differently? Because even on that pitch, that 225 has got to be too many runs, hasn't it, Chris? You've played the game. Yeah, you played I with some that, of these guys. No, I've played, played with many of them, got many of them out, hit them many of them six. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you, you have to look at it and think, first of all, like Adil Rashid's gone four overs to 30. So we all know the influence of spin plays in T20. You cannot go in, even if it's a part-time spinner, you have to go in with some other spin option. Um and I get squad rotation all that, I, I get it all, whatever, but you're playing, this is the biggest one-day series. And if there were crowds in, it would have been obviously a different gravy because I, I think that, that makes you think it wasn't quite as big as it, as it, as it has been. You put 100,000 in that stadium, you know, and, and you could have put another spinner in, whether it be Moen Ali or whoever, you know, a Parkinson or... I, I just look at it and think, you cannot have one spin option in the T20, even if it was a... Joe Root or something. I mean, I'm surprised Milan didn't bowl because he's a good bowler. You know, Rashid's gone for 31 or four in a game that was probably, it was a 10 and over game. You would say 200 was probably par. Um, I think you obviously look at India, their role clarity was brilliant. 
England just watching, and I, no, I'm not a massive cricket watcher, but I, I did watch this game closely because you did obviously message me and say you want me on this afternoon. But one thing I'd say is we bowled a lot of balls in a, in or over the stumps. So one of the things, you know, in, in my brief foray into coaching was you either bowl out the swing or in the swing. So you either bowl kind of at the toes or you bowl wide of off stump. And I, th I thought you're not hunting wickets on these kind of pitches because wickets don't really matter. It's about runs. It's purely runs because ten run five runs could be the difference between winning the game or not. Wickets don't really make a difference because it's such a good wicket. But I thought we bowled at the stumps a lot. Um, you know, whether it's 150k an hour or whether it's 140. I, yeah, that, that was my one, my one observation was we bowled a lot of balls at the stumps. And if you watch the guys as they got to the end, when they bowled either at the toes or wide of off stump, they actually had some really good results. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah, that would be my one thing which I think the team could look at on flat pitches because the other pitches have had a little bit about them. You could bowl back of a length. It was a bit too paced and the Indian guys didn't like it. Um, and neither did the England batsman, right? I think uh, that no. the bowling strategy the whole way through, just from England, that is, has just been a little bit one-dimensional. Yeah. And, th and, th and I think when the opportunity was there to go, right, we should try out a plan B. Um, you, you talked about kind of the, having another spin option. England in the build-up to the 50-over World Cup actually had a load of practice games, but didn't really change their squad that much. Morgan was just yes. like, I want to play my best team. I want to be able to trust the men that I've got on the pitch and know what their roles are. Um, but that role clarity you talked about what India had, I don't think England had that. Sam Curran only bowled one over and then was shafted down the order. Whereas mm. surely that was an opportunity to go, right, should a Moeen Ali play? Should Liam Livingston being given a go or something like that. Even Reese Topley is a different option with the left left arm. So there was just a little bit for me where I'm not sure England got enough out of this series to go. Do you know what? That was a really worthwhile thing to do. Whereas in, uh, India, on the other hand, have shifted how what their approach to T20 cricket and actually have a pretty scary kind of proposition now. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and and you look at other things like I mean, for me, it's it's a real tough one. That you got you got such a great force of players but you think Stokes coming in when he did like that I mean for me I look at that and I think uh, I will go on to the batting later I'm sure but I, I agree with you I think there, there has to be scope for got Matt Parkinson there you know and he's obviously taken time out he, he's, he's in the bubble you know we're, we're doing the whole rotation thing why not give these people a go because when it comes to to playing in different conditions on different times you know Adil Rashid's an absolute jet for England, but what if there was someone else with him today? I think it would have been 205. Yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it was a bit of a one dimensional performance, which is easy to do now they've lost 3 2 because they, to go to India with the IPL and the riches that come in their backyard and to only lose 3 2, 10 years ago, we would have bitten their hand off. But I think our expectations of England are so high and England are so good now, they could have potentially explored some other options mm, I, I, yeah, I completely possibly. agree uh ross before we sort of uh, move on to the the second innings mm -hmm. uh let's talk a little bit about india's batting like let's just like re really finish off on that um what i was like majorly impressed by was how many sixes they hit it seemed like they were doing it with such ease weren't they I think you, the, the timing just came straight out from from the first what six overs. Like Rohit Sharma looked like he was again batting on like the, the perfect deck as we've kind of talked about, but just had the time just to be like a nonchalant cover drive for six or a nonchalant like 
England's bowling plan to Rohit Sharma, I don't think was great. He's not got the best of records against pace bowling, but he has got really good record against playing the short ball. Like he's a master at playing the pull shot. Um, and I think that was that was compounded by Mark Wood going for four overs naught for 53. Um, and I think it was the only it's the only second time two bowlers have conceded more than 50 runs in a T20 innings without taking a wicket. So Chris Jordan went naught for 57. Um, and that, so that shows you just how much England struggled. And it comes back again to that bowling strategy there. Um, but India came out all guns blazing. Kohli was good in the anchor role. Um, but Sky came out, what, two sixes in his first three balls of the innings? Yeah. And they were they were cracking shots, right? And completely different. Um, and Pandya came in. But I, I liked that move. They could have sent Pant in. They knew that Pandya had a, got a better matchups as they kind of talked about. And they failed to get it right on Sky, I think, a little bit when they talk about matchups, but that's fine. But there is a bit where Pandya was promoted and he did the job that they needed him to do. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's talk about England's batting then. Because um, it didn't start off that well, did it, Chris? But, you know, that, that's the way it goes. When you're chasing that target, you've got to take a few punts early. So, Look, Laz, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to cut in. We have not talked about one of the greatest <laughs> catches of all time. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, know, I know we want to go. Jason, Jason Roy. Roy. <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. How good was Jason Roy? Like, Mate, to, like, I'm <laughs> sorry, to, to hold it together. To, I, I think, honestly, this might be my slightly negative, the way I think negatively. All I could think about was when CJ passed that catch over to J-Roy was just imagine being J-Roy and dropping that. That's all I thought about. Like CJ is literally, I mean, look, I, I've been lucky. I, I've, I've played with CJ hundreds of games and he stands at first slip or wherever. He's unbelievable. I don't think you can really argue he's one of the great all-round catchers in world cricket over a, a long period of time. He's absolutely world-class. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be sitting there if I was J Roy and he's he's loving that ball four yards and you you're sitting there like that. But yeah, he's that was special, wasn't it? And yeah, well, um, well, Jordan was what he was full pace. He's taking yeah. it one handed on the boundary and still going. He's lobbed it back to J Jason Roy, and this is where the magic happens, right? Jason Roy in the <laughs> right position. He's, he's got the game awareness yeah. to be in the right position. His body straight on knows exactly where the ball's supposed to be. Goes is it hands up? Is it hands down? He knows what he's doing. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's, it's that middle well, area. Well, when you look on the scorecard, what does it say? Court J-Roy. Yeah. Like that, no, it, was, that, it wasn't. Itself, that is where cricket is fucking wrong. <laughs> Couches no, should soon be a thing. Wrong. That was maybe the best piece of fielding I've seen. Just the speed that it, that it all happened at. And, um, you um, yeah, it was Jack, like ballet. Yeah, but Jack, you obviously, you weren't at, um, where was it been? Northampton. In 2012, I think it would have been April the 6th or something like that. You probably so nobody there. was there then. No, you weren't there, but maybe you probably missed my bit of fielding then, didn't you? <laughs> well, do you want to talk us through it? Because you're going to talk us through it, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, because if no one was there, then, but it was all I'll say, it was way beyond that. Yeah. Right, well, it's a, you know, it's a real tragedy, and I've always maintained that. No, tell that, me about that, it. Welcome, to my, never, Welcome never to my got. career, Jack. It's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> You never got any exposure in the in the England team. Let's no. let, let's get on to let's get on to the second news. Ross, thank you for bringing that up because that was um, amazing. I don't think we've done it like full justice, but it's hard to talk about something that brilliant um, with such close proximity. Well, I think you you nailed it before we came on, Jack. Saying that he's just playing a different game. Like your your yeah. bit when you were talking around what you enjoy watching about kind of the big bash. 
is actually some people talking about absolute clangers. Like today, I was made to feel like more inept than usual because of Chris Jordan's brilliance. Me too. Yeah, that's the, that is, um, that, yeah, yeah. And I am inept, but there, <laughs> there we too. go. <laughs> anyway, Chris, so Jason Roy got, got, got a duck um, to open up the England innings. You've actually been in that role. So this means you, you were, I well, think, about to go on. <laughs> I think you were about to go on and talk about what he would have been in the team to do and to say that it, like he was he was going out there with with intent that was the right thing to do we didn't see it from Roy but we did from Butler didn't we yeah look you're chasing 220 and ultimately you, you've got to score 11 and over which is a boundary maybe two boundaries and over from the very start and if you don't get off to a good start you're screwed anyway so you, you have to do it and he's hit his first shot he's hit a nice shot which you, you know you normally take a side to you know sometimes you don't but you, you have to go and I'd be more pissed off if he didn't. I think if he if he had nicked off playing a diff, crappy defensive, you'd be like, oh, no, that's that's not good. But that's T20. That is T20 cricket. But you know in that England side, you've got Butler, you've got Bairstow, you've got Morgs, you've got all these players that can come in and score that. But you, you are under the pump heavily. You know, I've, I've, I've definitely had games where you're chasing 230, 240, and you get out for naught, and you think, yeah, I've missed out on a good pitch, but you have to go balls to the wall from from game, from the from the first over. Yeah, he didn't do a KL Rahul, did he? And just ball eat his way out of two overs and then get out for fuck all. So uh, that, it's positive. That, we, we, I, I always do it now. Where when I look at games now, you know, when you see somebody scores three of seven balls, they're the people that, that cost you games, especially when you're chasing one eighty plus. So nowadays, when I look at games where you're chasing one eighty and you end up ten short. It's not the guys who get 40 or 30. It's the guys who get three or six, seven balls. And what, what I like about J-Roy is he just goes out. He goes out for it. And, and that's why he wins you games of cricket. And that England team has got match winners all the way down who guys who will go out and play with that bravery. And that's what Morgan's done to them. Um, and that's why they are so good. And that's why they pushed India so hard in this series. Yeah, and they and they really did look in the game, didn't they, Ross? What were we like ten overs in, or 11, at the end of the eleventh over? What were they on? One hundred and thirty, or at the end of the yeah, so, yeah, over, so after, yeah, so after, yeah, so after eleven overs, we were one hundred and twenty for one. So game was well and true. We're almost ahead. Of, we're what, just about on the rate. So it was it was a huge effort from Butler and Milan, and Milan had a load of what a load of pressure coming into this. I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure if um, Twitter amplifies kind of everything, but certainly the media was getting on this guy's back. And the ICC rankings aren't perfect. And I think Milan's domestic record we spoke about in the last podcast isn't actually that great. But for, the, for him in an England shirt, he's been supreme. And I thought today, um, I thought he did reasonably well to start off with. He did slow down, but Butler also slowed down, right? It got a little bit more difficult to bat because India started to bowl better than they were. Yeah, I was really impressed with Milan. I think he did everything, everything that people have a go at him for, myself included, he did the opposite of. He was, what, was he on 18 off 10 balls, something like that? Um, and it really did feel, I, I, it felt like India had maybe got the fear a little bit. I mean, everyone here has played cricket to different levels, obviously. But you know what it's like when you're defending a total and a guy gets going or a couple of guys get going and the score that you thought was previously you know, un- unchaseable, suddenly starts to look about 10 runs, 20 runs too few. And I think England kind of got it to that point. And I'm sure there are Indian fans listening to this right now who who genuinely thought India might lose after the 11th over. Obviously, that isn't what happened. And uh, I think probably the star for India in terms of really turning the game around uh, was Bhuvneshwar Kumar. 
Um, pretty handy, Chris. Yeah, I, th I think you know the, the notes I made again. Um, I was you know a student of the game, but what he did really well was he he realised there wasn't going to be a huge amount off off the pitch. So if you look, if you look at what he did, especially in the first, he, he bowled a, was it a wicket maiden or maybe went from one in the first over, yeah. but he used a swing. He used his his angles, and that was the one criticism I'd have of England was they didn't use the angles and didn't change things up. If you you know if you were to draw a line through where a lot of the England bowlers bowled, they bowled from the same place on the crease every ball. You watch Kumar, he was changing where he was bowling from. He was changing his swing. One minute it was in swing, the next minute away swing. So I think he was he was intelligent. You know, he was an experienced guy, inexperienced in England, in Indian conditions. Um, and he showed that. Whereas other guys who come in and slam the pitch or whatever, on those pitches they get exposed because there's not there's nothing there for them. There's no pace, there's no bounce. So Kumar was brilliant in that he just held his line of length with a few changes. Mm. And that is what allowed him to get into the game. I mean, he bowled an over, he bowled a wicket or a maiden in the first over, and then he held it back after that. But he just showed really good experience. Um, he's, he's, not been, he's, been a, he's been a pain the whole series, right? As well, like he, he's actually his bowl. He's he's proven again that he's kind of back to full fitness, and he's going to be a huge asset for um, India in the ODIs if he plays. Um, but also Sunrisers Hyderabad, where he turns up for the IPL. Um, I think it's great to have someone back like that. And if you consider that he could be opening up with a new ball and then Boomer comes in and we all know how good Boomer is, that, that's a pretty tasty couple of pace bowlers they've got there. Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. I, I, I think the, the comeback of Boovy will be one of the big two or three positives that India will take from that series. Because I think there were sort of question marks around him a little bit. I mean, he had a bad injury in the IPL, so we didn't see him too much there. But then the year before that, he'd been a little bit questionable. Um it was that spell, wasn't it? So what are we talking here? 12 overs to about 14 overs, where India bowled, I think, 22 consecutive balls without a boundary. Uh, Dan Weston, who's on this show all the time, bangs on about winning the boundary battle. Like, if you if you can, if you can the, the team that hits the most boundary wins 80% of the games. And that's where England lost the boundary battle, isn't it, Ross? Yeah, it was um, it was like a stark contrast, right? We we looked like we like Butler and Milan were going to lead us to the promised land. There was there was a bit where they they were hitting it all over the place. Like Butler to one over in I think it was Chahar came on, he hit him down the ground for a boundary on the leg side for a boundary, and did what is a ridiculously difficult shot to do, kind of the on back foot punch over the top of cover, and to do that off of that kind of bowling is like a supremely difficult shot. Um, but then the switch just seemed to go the other side for England. And it was because like Chahar bowled, and it was an eight ball over, but actually it was a really good over. I think it only went for kind of six runs. And all of a sudden that crept the run rate up because India had hit so many runs. Boovy comes on and yeah, he, as, we, as Chris just said, he was, he was, he was brilliant. But, but when, when, you, when you look at those little spells, it's funny when, when you break it down and, and, you know, watching from your sofa with a, with a glass of wine and a, you know, chilling on a Saturday afternoon is very different to being in the heat of the battle. But it's amazing what happens when... And, and one thing I'll say is when England were getting smashed for 220, one thing I'll say is they look ridiculously calm as a, as a whole. I mean, you watch some games when and the people lose the plot. You see it in their eyes. They go. And England, England remained ridiculously calm. And that's obviously a testament to the culture they have and how good a side they are. But... It's amazing when you see someone come in and they, they deliver those two or three overs. And it's like, so I talked about in and out the swing. You know, can you bowl a wide Yorker followed by a Yorker at the toe and 
a slower ball wide and then a slower ball in the body. And I, the one thing I say with England, I, I, and I said it earlier, is that they just kept going at the stumps. It was mm. either at the stumps or above the stumps, which makes batting, if a batter's going well on a, on a tiny boundary with a good pitch, makes it look very easy because boundaries will just come because it might be a, you, you, you are two inches and it goes behind square for leg. And how many times did the ball get hit just behind square on the leg side for six? Yeah, that, 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 that short leg, uh, short ball, line leg kind of thing was it was awful like we kept a bowl it just on the hips yeah. and lo and behold the quick wrists just kept on going for six runs didn't it it was it was almost like and you watch that and then you watch someone come in and deliver those two or three overs where that the batter just can't hit it and and you think right what does a batter want a batter wants the ball in close in there in the, in their arc you know it's like it's like saying to a golfer here's your tee right we're going to move your tee three yards that way and then three yards that way. It's like, but I, I do think that we put it on a tee a lot um, and allowed them to have one swing to hit the ball. And this is me just being a complete cricket badger. But um, I, I think the one thing that they did in that small period was, you know, the Pandeers and that, they got hit because they just kept bowling at the stumps. Whether it would be chest high, knee high, toe high, it was always in the same arc and the batters could just swing dependent. But I think what happened with um, that little period was they... They just got a bit smarter. They changed their pace. They didn't let. They didn't put the ball on a tee, which I thought changed the game. Yeah, well, it definitely did. Um, psychologically speaking, when you come in, I don't know if this happened to you too much in your career, Chris, but when you come in and you know you have to get twelve and over from 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 ball one, and there are like eight overs left in the game or something, how difficult is that? Because you've seen other people doing it. You know it is possible. You know the pitch is. It's it's something you can bat on. But that's still, I mean, like 12 runs over, like you said it yourself earlier, that's two boundaries you have to hit um, without like, even a couple of balls to play yourself in. Yeah, it, look, it, it's, it's, it's very, very hard. And, you, you know, it, once it gets to 12, you know, that's two fours, four singles. That's a lot to do every over. All it takes is one good over. Um, and I think, obviously, that was eight overs out. So it, you're probably winning one in 10 of those games if you're lucky. If someone has an absolute belter, you know, I remember, I remember we chased 240 at Sussex We when Luke Wright got 150 and we chased 240 at Chelmsford, but that was a complete anomaly. You know, that, that's going to happen one in 30. Um, but yeah, it, it's so difficult because you're coming in fresh and generally you see it either, you know, it generally goes the way of you get a couple of caught on the boundary, not only they wickets, but they're dots. And that's mm. the killer is that when you lose wickets, they're dots. And, you know, all it takes is two or three balls and the run, run rate rockets. So the pressure builds so quickly. And then the game go, the game flicks, you know, when, when the stakes are so high, it's 220, you'll find that the game will meander in that, you know, you know, England were in it and then suddenly it switches in the space of five balls because it goes from 12 and over to 16 and over, just like that. And that's what happens when you put a big score on the board. And is that when you need kind of consistency and knowing your team? So you talk, you talked before around kind of that knowing your role. England then mixed up their lower order hitters, right? They thought they had, we, we thought their team was pretty set. And yet Morgan was being used as the finisher, which is probably the right decision to do. But then Jordan was put up the order ahead of Curran. Arch was put up the thing ahead of Curran. So you're kind of sitting there going, there was a perfectly good space for Moeen Ali to come in at that, at that point. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you could, you know, I, I wouldn't look at that. I wouldn't look at that and think that's the important bit. I think you that's when you need your one of your top order players to go from 
50 off 25. So, you know, that, that's when Josh needs to get 110. You know, that that is because he's in, you know, that's where you look at Stokes coming in when he did. Stokes is one of the most destructive guys, you know. It's really tough. How do you fit them all in? How do you find that position? You almost say when you're chasing 220, who are your top four batters in that in that top six? Mm. Would it be the top four that batted? Jason Roy, yes. Would you say Joss? Yes. Would you say Bearstow? Probably yes. Would you say Stokes? Yes. So when you're chasing 220, does that change your dynamic of the team? You know, what 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 Milan does brilliantly is he he was he's a massively consistent scorer. Um, he'll score consistently at a good strike rate. Would he chase 220? Don't know. And that was probably what lacked today is Stokes might have been 60 or 40, might have been 120 or 60. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, so it has, has that gear. that We, so we, we, we were talking about, that was the issue with um, Kale Rahul that we kind yeah. of talked about. Like Kale Rahul was the orange cap holder in the IPL last, last yeah. year. And that, that is great because it's the runs you scored. But actually him scoring at 135 actually yeah. is detrimental to the team. He lost his he's lost, he lost his team more games than he won. Yeah. And so that's why Ishan Kishad and Sky in these games has proven that there is a new game in town. And that is and, why he was dropped today. And, and I, I say that with the, with the utmost respect for David Milan because he's, he's not, he, he has achieved what he's achieved brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, you would, you would say that, and it's a really tough thing to do is to say, right, we're chasing 220, so we need to change our tacket. We're chasing 170. David Milan's going to win you a lot of those games because he's. he's well, we say he's, that we we say that about Coley all the time. Coley, when yeah. when a team's chasing 160 to like 175, is the best T20 batter in the world. When he's it's higher than that, he isn't. And that's the that's the 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 the, the yeah the gear change. Um, yeah. Fellas, we've been going for half an hour here. Uh, we want to kind of you know not. We want the we want the podcast to be less long than the length of the cricket match. Uh, that's what we're aiming for. We've got about um, six hours then with T20 <laughs> in India. Jesus, never going to um, bed. Right, just to sum up the series quickly, Ross was what were you most surprised by? What 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 did what did you learn? So I think um, what was clear is that England came in with that brazen attitude that they had from their kind of white ball success in the past. And we said in the preview that actually the, the benefit for this series might not actually be England batting in these conditions ahead of the World Cup. It might be that India actually learned a thing or two from England's approach, um, but probably have the dearth of talent to do it a little bit better because actually out of the whole T20 squad, they do probably have some better talent in that side. Um and I think the, that main bit for India is now that they've realised, oh, hang on, the likes of Ishan Kishan and Sky from the IPL, they can do it at an international level. The, the weight that was put on winning T20 internationals actually is probably equal to or less than some of the IPL games that they play in. And I think that could only be a positive thing for Indian T20. Chris, were you surprised by anything or, or learn anything from this? No, I just, what I love is I love you. You're just building these rivalries. You know, you're building these. That, that you, you, we've gone to India. You know, to play. And I, I remember, geez, when I was growing up, I remember England going to South Africa for a seven-match one-day series and losing seven-nil. You know, <laughs> it was you know in the days where like England was shit then, but um, like we lost seven-nil. But we're going out there now, and I think you see that team. You see them go into these environments playing. So the test testing was one thing, but the, the way the T20s gone on different pitches and. England that, you know, England are going out there and competing with, you know, the IPLs that everyone heralds the IPL, but England have gone out there and gone 2-1 up. You've got the, the, the absolute superstars and megastars of India, the superstars and megastars of England who play in the IPL. 
what a rivalry that has become. And then you've got the, you bring Australia into it and you, you see what's happening with the other teams. And I think this whole thing that's happening with the domestic leagues and the international stuff, I think that the, what I love is a five-game T20 series. You know, there's been so many crappy little two games, three games, five-game T20 series. T20 is the game, you know. We, we love test cricket. We love T20. I, I think the 50 over stuff's fairly... I don't know, really. But it's, 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 it's pointless now, right? We won the World no, Cup. No, it's, the not, it's, not, it's, it? it's not pointless, but I think... I, I love the test stuff, and I think I think the T20 needs to rise above 50 over cricket because I think the, 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 the test cricket is brilliant, and I've loved the test series. I love watching... I think test cricket has got this... this I think it's going to have a massive resurgence, but... T20 cricket and test cricket are the two formats. Let's be honest. They're the formats we need to pump. So five tests, uh, five, five tests, five T20s. How good's this series been? It's been we went 2-1 up. We lost 3-2. It has right. been great. It has been a fantastic it's series. Been, it's been brilliant. But normally they chuck in a couple of T20s. Mm. It's crap. Yeah. Let's eight, have one day. We can, play, we can play five T20s in, in seven days. No, you know, it's no, it's yeah. no stress. Trust me. It doesn't hurt. Um, so let, let's get let's make sure every test series is bookended by a five game T20 series that's been my biggest thing and what a rivalry that's become already you know you've got Coley you've got Coley going mad at the umpires you've got Morgs the most chilled out guy in the world it's quality and it's creating a narrative which we haven't had in T20 internationals for a while yeah. it's been about franchise cricket I think T20 international cricket could be the pinnacle rather than the franchise stuff which is just becoming a bit too a penny now it's just you know it's it's, it's week in, week out. Let's get some international shit going. Right. We've got time for a few Twitter questions and we had 35. Um, <laughs> so we're not going to get to everyone. We might go through and answer them uh, via a tweet. Uh, let's start with Dan Weston, who's <laughs> on the show. Um, so he gets name recognition. Uh, Chris, what are your views on, um, on, on 20 off 20 type starters? The guys who score a run, a ball, uh, and then maybe kick on. He's guessing that because you played for Knots and that didn't seem to be how you went about things, that you won't be a massive fan. No, I think I think you'll you'll have good stats. A bit like you talk about, you'll get the orange cap. You 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 might you might get some good recognition, but do you win tournaments? So tournaments are won by people winning games of cricket, and I, I think those the guys who get twenty off twenty and and one in three go and get fifty off I don't know seventy off thirty or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. I just think I think it's about scoring runs rather than winning games. Winning games is T20. So sometimes I found playing in that not side in the last year or two was liberating because we would sit there after a game and you'd have five players who scored 30 off 15. That won the game with a piece of piss. Whereas sometimes you'd have one bloke get a good score and play quite nicely. And then the other guys would have huge pressure on them. But I, th I think that idea of getting 20 off 20, I think that role's going in, in T20 cricket, 10 years ago, you had two guys who did that in the team. Now, there's, I don't think there's space for that. Um, you can chase 120 and do it in 10 overs. Fuck it. You know, you just got to have a crack. But I think the game's changed a lot. And I think nowadays I look very differently at T20 stats than I did five years ago. I don't look at, you know, the guys who, who, who strike at this and average this. I look at, do they win you games of cricket? Are they consistently? Someone might average 25, but strike at 170. And if you've got five of them, you're going to win that. You're going to win that tournament. Well, it's the Brendan McCullum thing, right? That's what he talked about. He, he, he said, "I don't care about my batting average. I care about how many games of cricket I'm going to win for New Zealand." Yeah. And there's yeah. always that attitude of going, "If I'm winning three out of the five games, leading from the front, smashing it over the place, 
then I'm of much more value to my team than someone who consistently scores 40 runs at kind of 110. Yeah, you, you look, at, look at the teams that win. You go through that, those teams. Look at the teams that, you, if you've got, you know, you see, it, you see it pop up on Twitter every now and then, and they go, oh, this bloke scored this many runs, and they weren't in finals day in the blast. <laughs> so if you're, if you're in finals day and you, you've had an impact on that tournament, then you deserve to get some recognition. If you've, if you've scored 500 runs, your team hasn't got the finals day, you might as well, you might as well have got 100 runs. You've got, you've got to have an impact. And the T20 is all about impact, whether it's with the ball. You might go for 20 in your first over, but do you win the game in the last? People like Harry Gurney, you know, I've been lucky to play with Gurney, Hales. They have an impact when it counts, and that's why they win. And the teams that I've been, you know, with Sussex when we won, someone like Dwayne Smith, he won games of cricket. His stats wouldn't always be amazing, but he won new games of cricket. Scott Styrus. Mm-hmm. So there are guys out there who score lots of runs. Do they win tournaments? You know, so don't really care. Yeah, Ross, um, honestly, half these questions are where's Moeen Ali? Like, um, so can you can you explain where where is Moeen? So I think. <laughs> So I think with England, England made, a, it made a huge faux pas with how they've handled all the rotation policy. And it is quite, it's really quite amusing that some of the same people who were sitting there going, why have England got a rotation policy? Are now then going, why have we not rotated people into this T20 side? There's a, there's a bit of, bit of, um, bit of hypocrisy kind of going on there. Um, I think when it comes to Moeen Ali, I'm not sure how much England trust him now which I find baffling like if you look at the stats of Moen Ali especially against spin bowling in the middle overs it's really difficult to find people who are better than him and you can see why he went for £800,000 in the IPL for the CSK um, I think England have got their bowling strategy wrong um, I think their batting strategy is fine um, but again should you have Sam currently bowled one over today or should you have Moen Ali who could have bowled three or four I think we would have gone with Moeen Ali, surely. Um, and again, it comes down to M- Morgan in his head. He's playing the best team, wants them to play together as much as possible. Um, but I think it's with a bit of a flawed strategy at the moment. Chris, one for you, because um, you've been talking about this swing arc. Um, so I, like, to round off that point, I guess, Gautam's asked, what can England do to, to counter the Indian bowling strategy? Um, he's referred to sort of taking the pace off things, but I guess that includes... What do they do when someone hides the ball wide of off stump? When oh, the just... when the tee is moved, like how, how do you change your golf? Swing? When someone's moving the tee, Jesus, <laughs> you get a bigger club. Um, yeah, I, I think, but that that that's the challenge you're always facing, and that's where when you, what you see is in T20, you probably say in the last twenty years is it's all it's always evolving. There's always new plans coming in, and you know if if you can get ahead of a team for a short period of time, then I mean, how many times? Did England make the Indian batters bat outside of stump? Not very often. <laughs> so but that, that that in itself, you know, I, I know there's, there's times when bowlers have gone wide to me, and it completely takes your rhythm away. So I think when 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 the the score is two hundred plus, you have to look and say, was there anything we could have done to to change the rhythm? So it's just you know you might bowl too wide of off stump or a slower wide of off stump or anything just to change the rhythm of the game. And then your other ball becomes more effective because the batter's looking wider. So that, that's the only thing I suggest is that you have to, as a bowler, be thinking, I need to say, I need to change the rhythm. I'm going at 12 and over. I need to change the rhythm of this batter because they're swinging every ball, whether it's back of length, short, full, and they're hitting it where they want. 
I do think the, the biggest bit of that was the spinner today. So Chaha did that. And that eight ball over I spoke about earlier, he was actually you know, the reason he bowled too wide is because Josh Butler kept on coming down the track to him and smashing them all over the place. He kept on throwing it down leg side and Josh Butler couldn't manoeuvre. He was just like, I can't keep on letting these go for wides because I'm not going to... Uh, it just threw him off completely. So Chris, I yeah. think that's a, that's a perfect bit of analysis. No, it's, it's just identifying. So like... Uh, in anything, when you bowl, when you bat, whether it's a four-day game in April or, or a T20 in IPL, there's a rhythm to, to sport. You know, you see it in, in tennis, in squash, in any other sport, you see a rhythm. Mm. So I think watching it, I have to say, watching England bowl today, that if, if you're a batter, and not me, but if you're a world-class Indian batter who's used to facing 150k, they, they look like they got into a rhythm, and that's why you bowl slower balls, that's why you bowl slow ball bounces, etc., Good pitch, short boundaries, but they got into a rhythm against our bowling, which I it didn't look like they had to change their rhythm too much to hit the ball for boundaries. All right, last question then, boys. This wasn't from Twitter, but I think it's a good way to end the show. If this is the T20 World Cup final come October or whenever it is, who do you think is going to win, Ross? With Boomer and Jadeja back, India. Chris? With Alex Hales back, England. <laughs> um, oh, it's a pretty tough one, isn't it? I didn't really want to be the deciding vote. Um, <laughs> he's, he's my mate, by the way. So uh, <laughs> uh, he, he did say to me, Can you pump me up? <laughs> um, and this is definitely the forum to do it. There are many, many of the, the, the game's power brokers that tune into the Cricket Podcast YouTube channel um, to, to, to learn more yeah. about how things work. Including, oh, I'm gonna go... Jack, including the agent of some Indian uh, commentators. Uh, <laughs> Who we, we were asked to, uh, should, we, should we go down that route? <laughs> no, let's not go down that route. I'm going to go, I'm going to say England would, will win the World Cup final in, in October because uh, we'll get more repeat viewers when they don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, fellas, that's the end of, of the, the T20 series. Um, we'll have a day off or so and then we'll be back with some other stuff. Ross, final messages for our listeners. Yep, uh, you should like and subscribe if you've enjoyed watching this on YouTube and if not, Let's argue in the uh, YouTube comments. Uh, we've got nothing better to do right now. So um, pump up our Twitter and pump up our YouTube comments and uh, keep it coming. Yeah, Chris, where can people find you if they want to? Uh, at home. Okay, well, there we are. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm just at home. So, I mean, if, if, anyone, if anyone who's been abusing me on Twitter wants to come and find me, like, I'm just here, as you can <laughs> see. But, um, yeah, Chris-23 on Twitter, I'm... You know, I'm a pretty big deal on there. Um, I haven't got a blue tick yet, but if Twitter want to... Do Twitter watch this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. They do, big yeah, time. obviously. Yeah. So, if, um, is it is it Jack Dorsey's? That's his name, isn't it? If Jack wants to give me a, a, a blue tick, then... Yeah, that's Notor fine. Notorious that, Cricket fan, actually. He's a Notorious yeah. Cricket fan. So yeah. Apart from that, right. I'm just here. Cool. Thank you very much for listening. Um, goodbye. Cheers. Bye.